Welcome, everyone, episode 25 of the Perlo Podcast, top 10 list from the South Carolina Low Country. I am joined as by our famous listers, as always, Mathis. What's up, what's up? Adam. I have sun poisoning, Sean. <laughs> and I'm your host, Shane. If you've never listened to the show before, uh, the format is I give these each of these men a topic. It's the same topic. And they create a top 10 list of that topic. They submit their list to me. And I reveal those lists while we record, and they yell at each other whose list is better. Tonight's topic is top 10 game shows of all time. Real fun episode for these guys to do. Um, our, one of our new features of the show is we do city shout-outs. We look at who listens to the show from across the country and the world and shout-out where they live. First, shout-out to St. Stephen's, South Carolina. We got a good listenership from there. Dang, I'm right. That's what I'm talking about. It's a great place. Shout out to Rockwell, North Carolina. I don't even know where that is. Good for y'all. Um, shout out to Nashville, Tennessee. Grand Ole Opry's listening in. And finally, our international shout out goes to Colchester, England. Appreciate y'all tuning in in between soccer games that you're getting right now. Lucky y'all getting live sports. I bet we get a lot of love during tea time. <laughs> All right. Before we get into it, we always talk about news of the day, and right now we have the Washington football franchise, guys. You notice I didn't say the nickname because they don't have one now. So what are we thinking there? What about the name change? Yeah. Yeah. yeah go, go. And the recent news dropped. Uh, well, in terms of name change, go for it. It affects, yeah, whatever. Look here. Bad football by any name is bad football. So let's start there first. Um, you know, they're irrelevant all the way around. But um, my thing about the name is people were complaining about it. Honestly, that is a derogatory term for a for a Native American. Like, say what you yeah. want to, a red kid is a that like it I would can't be like it lasted this long. <laughs> yeah. These are the Washington, it would be equally as offensive as say the Washington crackers. Like it's not like okay to do that. Like, yeah. I don't want to like the I don't have a problem if they were the Washington Indians. Although I wouldn't have a problem with that because that's a group of people, whatever. But it's not like a, a slur towards it. My issue, like the Cleveland Indians don't bother me. The pit, the logo bothers me because it is almost as bad as like a Nazi painting in the freaking 40s. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. But I, I, for the record, though, I'm not shocked that you would want them to change their name to the Indians, though. Newberry Mass. Yes. Well, right, hold, on, hold on, everybody, go for what they think they name what they should change their name to. Oh, right now the Washington Sentinels after the replacements. Oh, beautiful, Shane Falco. That is, I, I was gonna say the Warriors. That would have been a terrible name. I, I, that, I salute you, sir. Yeah, what? Like keep the colors, but just be the Washington Sentinels. Everybody will be like, yeah, the '90s when life was in hell. Yeah, All yeah. right. A hockey team already did that. Copied the name of a, a show. So why exactly. Can't, I, I want the Red Tails. I think the Red, or, uh, yeah, the Red Tails. I think that uh, that'd be cool. They had cool concepts online, and I think it um, honors some good things. So. I think the Washington Trump's going to be huge, amazing, unbelievable. <laughs> well, all right. So we got top ten game shows of all time. We start with notable omissions. The first one is the match game. Resurgence lately. Yeah, that's a. Honestly, like I picked one that had a cele had like celebrity guests, but I I like mine better. But I used. Like, those really old, like, 70s game shows. By the way, 
if you watch those like game show network, if you're really bored and watch those old shows, they're a lot of fun. And like, you could get away with a lot of crap. Oh yes. Yes. Oh yes. You could. Was it Paul Lind? Wasn't that the guy on the match game that was like super gay and like everybody was like, he just seems like a really funny guy. First of all, Paul Lynn's hilarious, and I know you're a homophobe, but yeah, he is very funny. But he said a lot of stuff you're kind of surprised he got away with back then. No, bro, I think he's hilarious, but like, at right. a time when it was like not acceptable to be that. That looks like uh, Mathis is having uh, technical difficulties. So He's about to make some kind of convoluted argument where it's both homophobic yet also supportive at the same for, time. For those at home that don't know, we do this on Zoom, and Mathis's face was stuck in an awesome freeze frame. I wish I had I, I was literally fighting to get my phone <laughs> correct. Awesome. All right, well, here's match game. Alec Baldwin's the host now, you know, and telling him. Yeah. So it's decent. All right, second notable omission, the newlyweds game. Newlyweds game's a great one. All I remember about the Newlywed game is, isn't that the one where, like, they had the uh, girl and it was like, where's the base, the, the greatest place you made Whoopi? And she yes. said, Whoopi. Yes. <laughs> yes. Whoopi was the word. That's the, that's the famous thing from Newlywed show. Oh, that was it. I'm, those, that's so like, – I never saw a lot of episodes of it, but people loved it, man. Yeah. Yeah, they did. That was a very popular show of its time. All right, the last one is – Notable for me and maybe some of our listeners, kind of like has a kind of like a cult following, ain't really a network TV one, is Supermarket Sweep. I don't watch that one. I wanted to pick that because I wanted to make a joke about people putting 75 turkeys into a basket, but there was a limit of like five. But everybody went straight <laughs> to those big turkeys and were like throwing them in their buggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That show was awesome. That show was awesome. The sweaters that dude wore were so like, you know, dad sweaters. And he wore them every single week. It was, ama- that was an amazing show. It was. It really was. Great show. All right. Uh, two on a Hershey Kiss, which we all know is a top 10 Terrible candy of all time. Horrible. Horrible. Well, Did you slather it in almond butter? Well, I still got to deliver you the Snickers, um, the Snickers with almond butter. I gotta, I'm going to bring that to your house one day. I'm just going to put it on your front step. Probably not right now where the temperature is 400 degrees, but <laughs> soon enough. All right, let's get into the list. We got six crossovers tonight. In fact, both number 10s for these guys are crossovers. So we're Yay! But they'll be seen later on each other's list. So we will go to the number nines. Adam's number nine is Cash Cab. I love this show. I love Cash Cab. It's fun to watch. Go ahead. It is. Cash Cab is just a great game show because, one, the, it's, it's not people who – know they're going into a game show, they get in the cab, they're answering random questions, they have no idea what the categories are, and it's it's a lot of fun. Do you ever find yourself watching Cash Cab and you're shouting at the people? Yeah, because you're like sitting there like, you gotta know, how do you not know this? And what I find funny about Cash Cab, too, is people don't go for the double down much. Like, people right. just take the cash and roll. People are scared, which the reality is, you were walking into that cab with nothing, you might as well just go for it. By the same time, you know, you actually made money because I think it's a free cab ride. Like, yeah. Oh, wow. Good point. Yeah. And not only that, but, like, I love the fact of if you get it, if you end up messing up, like, three times, they put you out. So now you got to hail another cab in your defeat. You're just riding through the worst neighborhood in New York, and they're like, well, you didn't know when the Renaissance started. Hop out the car. 
the, the I, host, I like all trivia game shows. So the host on that one is excellent. I was thinking about this earlier too. Game shows are an interesting genre that people love and they keep coming around. But honestly, like most of them were built around like bar trivia games, but we're fascinated by will they get it right? Like it's amazing. It's for the drunks that have the DUIs and they can't go to the bar and play the game in the corner. So they just play it in their chair at home. <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember this, Adam, but we were driving, we were coming back in the mystery machine from Point University and we played cash cab on my phone. For like, I certainly do remember that. From like Atlanta to Columbia. That was a blast. Yeah. That was a, oh God, there were so many of us packed in that van too. Yeah, yeah, fun times. All right, number nine for Mathis is a question he has to deal with on a daily basis in his position is, are you smarter than a fifth grader? The thing I love about are you smarter than a fifth grader was first of all, Jeff Foxworthy is i enjoy just his general humor but also the fact of like people got so many things wrong and like they weren't the questions were so easy like for anybody and it 100 percent was stuff you should know like and people never get to the end of it it's amazing all right now i will defend those people that get questions wrong on that show because i'm not gonna lie to you people if you asked me how to divide fractions right now and held a gun to my head i'd say Empty that clamp, big dog, because I don't know if I can do it right now. <sighs> Let's be honest. They taught you in a different way. You know, if you have a hectare of, you know, farmland, how many indentured servants does it take? To well, it was mostly like if you own X number of Nike factories and you have Y amount of Apple stock, what are your dividends on that? You might yeah. be a redneck if you like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Oh, total, by the way, total neck move to be like, I love Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> Listen, um, he was a plat. He is a platinum recording artist, as far as like his stuff. I mean, I'm not the only person who likes him. Yeah, and and Zamfir, the pan flute guy, has sold more records than the Beatles. It doesn't mean it's good. Look here, don't talk about Zamfir. He is what the, was that? What was that special with Larry the Cable Guy that he did? Say what? And the blue collar comedy tour? Yeah, yeah. Burnett lives with a blue-collar comedy. All right, well, first, I'm not going to hate on the blue-collar comedy door because as the, ch as the child of a redneck, my father, he loves that stuff, and I love Ron White. Ron White is funny. He's really funny. I was in college. That blue-collar comedy thing was just coming out, and it was freaking huge. Like, it was yes, amazing it was. how huge it was. Get her done. He was – hey, think about, I think he was somebody who fell off the planet. Like, that dude had his like, – he was a bottle rock, and it was like, whew – Boom. And then just went away. I heard a great comparison today for Larry the Cable Guy. He's get her done. So they said Fozzie from the Muppets is a failed comedian. And every time a joke's fail and he says, waka waka, that's his version of get her done. Oh, that's perfect. But if you think about it, Larry the Cable Guy is like Gallagher. Like when everybody's tired of seeing you hit fruit and they're like, all right, let's move on. Dude, Gallagher used to come to the town I grew up in and it would be recorded and it was always on HBO, and for some reason, we always watched it because it was always in New York, and I don't He was so bad. That's well, how you know Gallagher's bad that he's going to New York. I agree. The Grand Strand Theater. All right. Number eight on Mathis's list is the $10,000 pyramid. All right. Here's the great thing about $10,000 pyramid. First of all, it was crappy, like, B-list celebrities. Remember Bull from Night Court? He was a, like, fixture on $10,000 pyramid. Yes. They would bring him in to give clues. And what I also loved was, was like the terrible clues they would give. The word would be like tennis ball. And they would be like, I mean, you take it and you hit it 
and it's somewhat like it's not really green, but it's really that's the best you got. Like they and like this random person who was always dressed like you know the homemaker from you know Ohio was there, and they couldn't relate to what the person the celebrity was giving them. And then they would switch. And the worst part was if you got the crappy celebrity, he would switch and you could see the other person go, oh, damn, I'm getting ready to lose. It was just great all the way around. It's a solid one. It's a solid choice. It's yeah. old. I think it's the, the heyday of the, like, daytime soap operas and daytime game shows were like, if you got, it was like, basically I got watched by, when I was a kid, by this, like, woman who took care of me and it wasn't really we didn't have daycare in bono obviously because we weren't big enough to have that so basically my mom got this lady to watch me and that tv was on and about three o'clock the game shows would start oh same dude yep exactly we did uh we want i my grandparents took care of us and it was you know game shows and soap operas and that guy with the mustache on i guess i think it's as the world turns who's been on there for a hundred years is it Victor or Vincent? I think it's Victor. I want to say Victor. Everybody's going to correct us in the show notes, but it's Victor. That's okay. Uh, You know, and there's a show we're about to talk about soon that really moves game shows into the primetime spotlight. And you guys know what I'm talking about, but our listeners may not. So um, number eight for Adam is actually number 10 for Mathesis as well. And this is every kid's number one game show. Legends of the Hidden Temple. How bad? Local parents, baby. Blue Barracudas. Blue Barracudas, first of all. <laughs> Silver Snakes. What was it? Purple Jaguars? I got a pull. I'm a no, purple team parents. Oh, purple the... parents. It was Blue Barracudas. Orange Iguana. Yes. It was like uh, Red Jaguars or something. Oh, I'm God. pulling it up. Here's my thing about that show. That show couldn't get made today because it is borderline racist. Like, yeah, it really for, like it's, it's like these mindless savages. Yeah. <laughs> well, they mix Mayan, Incan, and Aztec cultures to make it like they. It's oh, it's and they have like the speaking Easter Island head. Like, it, yeah, the Easter Island. It's the red jaguars, blue bear. His name is Olmec. Yes, <laughs> the green monkeys, the orange iguanas, the purple parrots, and the silver snakes. And, and let's be clear, at the end of this show, it was kids running through the temple, and then grown people would just touch and grab these children. Like That was a huge freak like- out as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they had to put together, and at the end, they had to put that like styrofoam sculpture together. Oh. And oh, I'll tell you what, man. My goal, though, I always wanted my parents to take me to Orlando, though, so I could try to get on the show. I that was like a thing for me. Like I, I was, I, I also wanted to get on, but I also knew I was a fat boy and probably did not have a great shot of winning. <laughs> you don't know that. You you might have ran through those people trying to grab you. All right, I'll say I just hip toss one of those guys in paint. Here's <laughs> here's an interesting question though. And I almost replaced this one with another Nickelodeon show. Guts. Guts may have been better. Yeah, Guts may have been better. The aggro crag. I mean, come on. I the always want to be on Guts. Rock, baby. I feel when, like I would have won Guts as a kid. I, I feel strongly about that. When it, it, also, it all started with Wild and Crazy Kids when it had the dude yes. from Baby Boy, Omar. Yes. Uh, what was Omar's yes. last name? The oh, dude, he ended up being like a hardcore gangster in Baby Boy, but he was like a uh, – he was on that show, and they just had, like, random kids just playing. He's, it always had a tandem bicycle. Was involved. Omar Gooding. 
Yeah, Omar Gooding. Annette Chavez was on it. Jessica Gaines. What a great – I mean, what an awesome – Donnie Jeffcoat. Wasn't that one of the – Yes, his name? yes. God, that was awesome. Bring, they, we need more shows How like do that. I bring those back? We got to get out of Nostalgia Corner if we're ever going to get through this. <laughs> All right. Let's slide up to that show I was talking about earlier. It really takes game shows and moves them into the primetime spotlight. And number seven for Adam – um, and we'll just go ahead and say it. Number six for Mathis is who wants to be a millionaire? We did when the the, the Regis Philbin one yes. was huge. It was a huge show. It was it was everybody in America watched it live or you know at its schedule. The night it was on, yes. Yeah. Until ABC decided to have it on five nights a week. Yeah. Yep. I read something about this. It was supposed to be like a – it started out in England. It was supposed to be like a special. Like you only had like one every like couple months. So it was like spectacular. And instead they overplayed it. And my whole thing was this, is like if you got it wrong for $1,000, how did you win the fastest finger round was my question. Agreed. That's a big difference. That's a big difference between like uh, English and American TV. Like a lot of good English TV series, they only go for two seasons. And American TV uh, series will be like, we'll go for 14 years. We don't give a damn if anyone's watching. Well, because they're not, they're not trying to pump out as much quality as they are make that money, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's McDonald's. They're trying to make that McDonald's. They're not trying to be like Wendy's and make you a nice burger. Here's how you know that he wants to be a millionaire was a huge deal. Is that your final answer became part of the, like, lexicon of America? Exactly. Like, ask- Drink at home, lexicon was said. <laughs> <laughs> Japan. Japan. I'm getting to Japan. Give me time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, that that became a thing, man. And, like, Regis Philbin was a good host. Like, he was entertaining to watch. Yes, he was. And, he did and a he great always, job. He like, always, recapped it, like, you always hit with like you know you've used all your lifelines. You have th- if you get this wrong, like drop back down and go. I mean, and it was it, the drama and the lights would come down. Like it was a that was a well produced show. Great show. Oh, I lo- I loved it. And I, I had a um, we had a I don't know a Dell computer. It is you have to dial up internet. I had a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire computer game. Makes play it all the time. And I, I, maybe that's what got me liking trivia so much. But um, we'll get into that later. Number seven on Mathis' list, we're going to kind of go back one, but we, I didn't want to skip over Millionaire. I mean, I wanted to get to Millionaire a little faster. But number seven on Mathis' list, this is an awesome game show, American Gladiators. Powerball, baby. Oh, the OG Gladiators? Oh, yeah. yes. You used to come on ESPN Classic a lot. Yes. With the, <laughs> with the Remember, like, every competitor had, like, a mullet. Like, every one yes, of them did. was, like, fresh all – like. I did love the fact, though, you had to go do, like, a physical challenge because they were scared you may die on American Gladiators. So, like, you had to go, like, work out in front of them. But what's funny to me, Globo Jim in Dodgeball is based yes. off, like, those characters. Because, yes. like, Blade and Blazer. Blade, Blazer, Blazer. Let's be real, though. What is y'all's favorite American Gladiators event? Because I have my own personal one. Uh, the Joust. Duh. Yeah, Joust. Oh no, man! See, I, I I am either a Powerball guy. Remember when they had to go like dunk the balls while they got yes. tackled? Yeah, or, that was good. I am a uh, or assault. Remember when they had to run and like shoot the target. They had like oh. the the, <laughs> the big nerf guns. 
That gun that the gladiator is shooting is the same thing you use to knock out the clown teeth at the arcade. Can we talk about can we talk about the amount of steroids and body oil that was used on American Gladiator? I don't care if Hulk and Jazz and Nitro and Saber had steroids. <laughs> like, yeah, they, let's be real. They all, I mean, they were. Uh, go look at a picture of them. They're all so juiced, you can tell it hurts to be them. <laughs> Their testosterone counts are well in the four digits, no question. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that science, but I like that show. It was great and. I, I, I feel about the, the, you know, those people the same I feel about professional wrestlers and late 90s baseball players. Take the steroids. It makes it better. John Fiddler, everybody. Stand up. Say. You can't tell me baseball Stand wasn't up. better. Kill yourself for your art. You can't. Well, it's a choice. You can't <laughs> tell me that baseball wasn't better when steroids weren't illegal. Like professional baseball. Amateurs, you know, stay clean. But who who would have thought that Shane and John Rocker would have the same opinion? That's a Don't you dare put me in the sentence with No, you're getting put in the sentence with John Rocker because y'all try to throw me under the bus all the time, and I've done nothing. <laughs> Dude, the Maguire, you'll, we'll never get a Maguire-Sosa moment again because we're like, let's not juice the balls and let's make people have all these rules. Nah, man, let them, they're professionals. Let them do what they want. I'm super down to juice life. the balls. I don't want you to have to juice to play. It's your choice. You're a professional. Oh, die for your craft. I like I like your I like your theory, man. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying if they want to. But if everybody does it, you can't this is gonna take a rabbit but everybody does it, you can't compete without it. That's how Lance Armstrong wins five Tour de France's. Yeah, I gotta watch that documentary. All right. Speaking of Lance Armstrong and racing. Adam's number six is probably my favorite TV show of all time. That's the Amazing Race. I, I had to put this one on here, or my mother would disown me. God, it, it is a it is a great game show, though. It is. It's incredible. It's coming back. Isn't too. It, it's interesting to me how like reality shows all have a game show element to them. Like, if you think about a game shows, were kind of the first reality show. It was the first show where it was just random people. Yeah, you think about like all those like like the big break like all those things like on the golf like the golf channel where like they're playing for a PGA card like those are game shows they have to play to get in like it's it's, it's interesting. yeah it's a it's a great <laughs> there was nothing else I had to say I love yeah. the <laughs> it, it's starting again analysis by Adam is amazing race great show let's move on and I don't I don't I mean I want to see what they say I well I'll tell you this I enjoy watching. A couple on the Amazing Race totally dissolve in front of you. Oh. You know, my wife and I want to go on it now. Well, you, well, one of us story. would be well, one of us would be raising your spawn because y'all kill each other. <laughs> I think we would do very well. I'm just saying, but um, here's what's great about it: you watch Survivor. Survivor, obviously, a great show. There's too much drama on Survivor. Amazing Race is challenges and traveling across the world and people are getting eliminated. You know what I mean? It's, it's, there's no subjectivity. It's, there's no voting. It's freaking compete. Can you get from an airport to a location the fastest? Yeah, yeah and complete the challenge. You know, it yep. might be like eat this or do this, you know, whatever. It's all, and it's all cultural related to wherever they're at. I think that stuff's awesome. Yep. The thing about Amazing Race that I love is that you get to watch like – like I said, relationships dissolve in front of your face because it's all good as long as you agree on what to do. 
The problem is when somebody grabs that map off somebody, like it, that's when you know it gets real. When they snatch that map out of that person's hand because we don't use GPS anymore. Like they snatch it and it's like a problem. Like it's legitly an issue. Yeah, that, that, that's the only time you see the drama on that show. But a lot of relationships, you know, are great from that show. You know, you, you, some relationships get stronger, but you're not going to talk about those because, you know, you guys are American drama wonder. So whatever. Anyways, number five on Adam's list. Um, this show has definitely gotten better with the newest host for it. That's Family Feud. Family Feud. I, I put Steve Harvey Family Feud on there. Yes. Yes. Not anyone else's. His. Was it, uh, was it Richard Dawson, the dude from from uh, the Running the Running Man, was on? Yeah, there? but he was creepy. He he kissed everyone. I, see, I liked him because he was like on a two drink minimum. Like he was like, ah, oh, just you're so great, and let's see what the bard says. And he's like, like, I like. I used to like that. Steve Harvey is better. It, the one weird guy between them, though, was like, the, and he. And this is terrible because he killed himself. But like he, Al Borland. Yeah, Al Borland didn't kill himself. I thought he was. I thought I was the one. That, are you sure about that, dude? Look, if Al Borland killed himself, I'm leaving this chat. Right, like we're done for the evening. And John or John O'Hurley. John O'Hurley is the one that killed himself. Al Borland is alive. There you go. That's 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 what I was talking about. The guy who had he looked kind of like the it could look kind of like Pat Sajak. John O'Hurley's alive still too. I thought maybe I made it up. Maybe I made it up in my head. Oh, man. Richard Richard Carnes alive. Oh man, let me look on this. Hold up. All right, never mind. We'll look. Ray, it's Ray Combs. Oh, Ray Combs did it. Oh, he does yeah. look like Pat Sajak. Dang. I told you. That's the one I remember. You didn't know anyone. You said eight names before I Googled that one. We, I didn't realize we, there were that many hosts of Family Feud. Yeah, I just we, remember, we, we might have Dawson. to do a list of Family Feud hosts. Louis Anderson is definitely last. You know, Louis Anderson's whole thing on Family Feud was that you could tell he just didn't want to be there. Yes, exactly. He was, he was just like, oh, great, let's name something that you find in the bathroom up there. And it was like, <laughs> let's be real. He wanted to be washing lettuce or working the grill at McDowell's. That's what he wanted to be doing. McDowell's. Oh, that, hey, coming to America is coming out this Christmas, baby. I'll tell you this. It, the best thing I've ever seen Louis Anderson in is that uh, Zach Galifianakis show Baskets that was on FX. Nope, I haven't seen it. He plays, he plays Zach Galifianakis' mother, and he's so good as, like, this Midwestern lady, you forget that it's Louis Anderson a lot. You're like, I wonder who this great big fat lady is. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute, it's Louis Anderson. Wow. All right, let's slide over to Mathis' list. Number five on Mathis' list is press your luck. All right, the, re the reason press your luck is great is because the questions were always like, what color is a tennis ball? Green, good, you get a spin. Then you get to decide, you press it, and it's no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. And you always get up to like 10 grand, and then you get that like, you know, moonwalking whammy across the thing, and all your money would go away. Yeah, also, <laughs> also was a great show because you could pass your spins to someone else to screw them over so you could continue to play, which was amazing. Because basically it added an element of, hey, people like, please don't pass me. And they like, you'd have 10 spins and you could split them up. It was a very strategic game, but the trivia on it was really like, what is two plus two? Great, you get a spin. And you're just like, it, it, was, it was awesome. Not the best part of it, though, is there's a documentary about a guy who won 100 because he, he basically watched the film 
of he basically that game film watched it to go around and check on it and figured out there was a pattern and he kept getting like 10 grand 10 grand 10 grand and then he won all this money and then he'd be broke within a year that's how it goes looking him up right now his name is paul michael larson and, and they have like on the wikipedia page about him they have graphics of the patterns that he memorized it's very impressive and elaborate I'm going to say this real quick about people that go by three names, like three named men. They're usually assassins of famous people. Or serial killers. Or ser- John like, Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy, uh, Mark David Chapman, uh, John Wilkes Booth, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, that's a great point, Adam. All right. James Earl <laughs> Ray. God, my let's, attention. Let's not go down the wormhole of serial killers and assassins. So... Let's take a break and get a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. Hope that you guys want to start a podcast. Um, Mathis, we have somebody that was inspired uh, by our by the Perlo podcast, correct? I got a, I got a message today from uh, one of our listeners that says he and a friend of his are going to start one very similar to this one. I'm sure it will be better because, I mean, how could it not be? Um, but like, I wish him a lot of good luck. I've given him some tips, which I'm, you know, hopefully he finds a better way and gives us some tips, but we're glad again, I will put my own thing out here that this has been a lot of fun. And during these crazy times, it has really been something that I look forward to for us to do. And I would say that we're the, uh, Winklevoss twins and he is Zuckerberg and he's really going to take it off. And then we're going to sue him for millions of dollars. Yeah. If he zucks us, I'm coming for him. I want my stock. <laughs> Listen, um, we made five whole dollars off this thing, and we're not giving them back. Uh, we are at over ten. <laughs> are you serious? Yes. Well, thank you to our listeners. I'm gonna tell yeah, you. Yeah, you guys are the best. We are. Yes, we are over ten. Um, oh, I lied. Nine thirty-six. I lied. Oh my god. Nine thirty-six. Right now. Um, I'm gonna fire that server farm in Bangladesh. <laughs> uh, the Perlo Podcast Network. Other ones you want to check out is Dr. Ty and the Colonel. Uh, last week's episode was, was a lot of fun. Um, these guys just, they, these two, uh, the Colonel and Dr. Ty here, they just yell at each other. And again, um, what grinds my gears is my favorite segment of the week, I think. And it's a solid also, short stories in Black history. Please check that out. Uh, support Amandre over there. He's doing a great job. And I think he's on another podcast. Uh, he was interviewed, and we'll see if it's posted. Um, black educators matter. Uh, so check that out. Check out uh, Amandre on that. Let's see, is it posted? And uh, I don't know. As you can see, we're super prepared for this. I didn't yeah. know any of the we really research and plan and script this out. <laughs> but check out Black Educators Matter and, and, and listen to our boy Amandre on there. That, that should be posted soon, I imagine. So, all right, let's get into it. Number four on both guys' lists is Wheel of Fortune. Fortune. Come on. There you go. Wheel of Fortune is so – in the probably the easiest of the game shows. You're just guessing letters. I hate it. You're let's doing a crossword puzzle, but – Let's be real. They monetized Hangman. That's what they did. Like, <laughs> they really did. That's the best point I've heard That is my the greatest. Life. They monetized Hangman. Wow. Yeah, like, and I do love the fact though too. And they get you because like they put they make it out that you can get a lot of money. Like they had that million dollar wedge you can get that's literally like a centimeter wide. But the thing you don't tell you is if you don't win the game, you don't get it. 
Like you have to do everything perfectly. I don't think anybody's ever won it. It's like, it's amazing. And I just, the fact that he just keeps plugging along and also uh, Wheel of Fortune has some currency to it as Chuck Woolery's, you know, made his comments about coronavirus and his son now has it, which is terrible. But you know, he was the first host and then he thought he was bigger than the game. And just remember on game shows, the host is ultimately replaceable no matter what. Correct. Yeah, that's a good point. The game is the star in the game show world. And podcasts. True. The list, the list is the star of this podcast. Yeah, I'm getting replaced by uh, someone next week. <laughs> I have already been replaced by the pivot known as Dr. Ty and the Colonel. Well, that is our escape, yes. Um, yeah, Wheel of Fortune also has South Carolina flair to it. Vanna White from the, from the, from the state. She is from Myrtle Beach area, isn't she? Yeah, yep, correct. Um, she even looks like Myrtle Beach. <laughs> wow, alienating our Myrtle Beach listeners. Wow. They're not getting a city shout-out. Not yet. (laughs) All right. Number three on Mathis' list is also number 10 on Adams. Double Dare. Why was Double Dare based around, like, people throwing things into these big containers they wore? Everything. That was every game. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it was. And slime. Yeah, you got slimed whether you did good or bad. There was like slime them, and all the kids were like, "Yeah." The giant nose was the worst challenge. Well, what I was oh, that was that was just disgusting. Yeah. What I think is funny about Double Dare, though, and the interesting thing to me is that Mark Summers had OCD, and like he played, he was the host of Double Dare, which is the worst, <laughs> the filthiest children show out there. <laughs> like it was, but I tell you what, for a kids show, like it, it had some longevity to it. Like for a Nickelodeon show that the, those shows typically don't have a lot of longevity. And it's know, back it too. It's basically like Family Feud for kids, because you know one of the, like families that went against each other and like the the setup of the um the setup of the stage was kind of similar. But instead of instead of you know guessing questions, they're picking noses. Yeah, that's you know that's really great. That's a great one. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! You know which one we uh. We left off that was a good one. What would you do? Figure, fig, not figure it out. Oh, another good one. I don't remember that shit. Really? That was, I think you were an adult by then. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yeah, figure it out was solid. Um, who was the host of that one? What's that guy's name? Um, it no, it was hosted by Summer Sanders. Yeah. yeah. I do remember that one. And she, like, I, I didn't realize at the time she was like an Olympic swimmer. No, no, but she's fine, though. It has Billy the answer head on it. Yeah, I forgot about that. We, hey, top 10 Nickelodeon shows sounds like a podcast topic. That's a good one. Not. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to put that on the list. All right. Speaking of Nickelodeon shows, we're going to pivot from that. And we're going to go to Adam's number three. This is the one the world's been waiting for. Fear Factor. Oh, I, I, it's a good pick, but ugh, God. Oh, we were talking about how much you would hate it a minute ago. <laughs> Fear Factor, much like uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, was must-watch TV for a little while. Yeah, I agree. On the, it was, was it NBC. It was NBC, and it was all the setup was always like physical challenge, disgusting challenge, physical yep. challenge. Oh, the disgusting challenge! Eat four hundred cockroaches. Oh yeah, or like lay in a pit of tarantulas. Hey, yeah. Just, just for just for Shane here, the best thing about Fear Factor is the Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle Fear Factor. Yes, it is. Oh, Tyrone Biggums. I'll be, I'll be 
be honest, Dave. I smoke rocks. <laughs> Joe, I'll be honest, Joe Rogan. Yeah, it gave Joe Rogan his start, too. I mean, UFC fans are happy for that and podcasters, yep. podcast listeners. No, hey, Fear Factor, I didn't I didn't love it because I just – watching people eat pig rectums is just not my yeah. idea of the time. No. But I appreciate that it was like a cultural phenomenon. Like, it was like – it blew up big, big. It was amazing. It was huge. You know how you know if you've made as a game show? Is there a celebrity version of your game show? So exactly. Like, yeah. Good point. Like, you think about it, celebrity who wants to be a millionaire, celebrity apprentice, cele- all that stuff. The only Don't one who never gets celebrity price is right. Hey, you know which one? You know which one I thought about that we left off that I hated? Uh, the weakest link. Yes, that show was terrible. I hated that lady. If I want to be yelled at English woman, I'd go. I'd move to London. That lady just so angry. I would love to see you in London. They would be so afraid of you. They think you were some kind of like. It's the biggest man something. ever. Yeah. He's, yeah. La- he's the largest man on the aisle. You know who? You know who? Doctor Mathis looks like. You ever see Euro Trip and they and you go into the they go into the soccer pub and they're like uh, no, I'm Irish hooligans. Yeah. Who are you? First you don't a mic, you're a wank. I love that dude in lock talking lock stocking two smoking barrels. Oh yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> We're the Manchester United fan club from Ohio. <laughs> My baby. <laughs> train. Awesome. Awesome. Be the greatest right. man you football team ever. It's, oh, that's a great show. That's a great movie. Yes, it was. Um so, they just talked about this, and it's number two on Adam's list, and it's number one on Mathis list, and that's The Price is Right. Come on down. Bob, Bob, Barker, Bob Barker, is this even a question? <laughs> Bob Barker's out there with his permanently bleached teeth and hair telling us to spade and neuter our pets. Come on. Oh, that was crazy. I, I kid you not, my aunt, we, we're going to go to the beach next week, and my aunt will watch Price is Right every single day because she said, about time for come on down, and there it is. I mean, every every day. Because the thing is, the games are fun. They all have a weird – they do a good job, a great job with them. Like, let's be real, Plinko is the be-all, end-all of Price yeah, is Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Like, and you got to make sure if you start in the middle, you never hit ten grand. Never. Got to start to the side and let it trickle its way down. Correct. You got to read it like a golf putt. That's the key. Bob, Bob Barker is so old. How he, old is he? <laughs> he was recorded in an Indian census roll in 1930 as an official member of the Sioux tribe. Good lord. He married his wife at the end of – literally 1945. The bomb's dropping. He's marrying his wife, and she died before any of us were born. God. So he lived a full life before he was Bob Barker. Yeah. Can we discuss why The Price is Right can't buy a full-size microphone? <laughs> no, it's uh, – a little it's, – it's fun that way. It's the game yeah. show. Hey, or yeah. a wireless mic. Like, they – all the time, Drew Carey is, like, whipping it like he's Indiana Jones off the back. Like, he can't quite get it. They're, I, like, we can't get the technology up a little bit on prices, right? Speaking of Drew Carey, one that I thought about putting on my list, but I wasn't sure if it was quite – uh, anyway. Exactly. Yes. That was a decent show. I like I like that show. Wayne my Brady dad and all those guys. loved that show. He, um, I, I, I liked it, too, because the thing about it is, I love the fact they're like, yeah, the points don't matter. We just do this because it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Do you know Bob Barker actually hosted a show for – Almost 20 years before Price is Right. Are you just reading Bob Barker's Wikipedia page for us right now? Yeah, he hosted a show called Truth or Consequences. 
Bob Barker, also the first, also one of the first sex san- scandals I remember. Really? Yeah, he and uh, he and one of the um, one of the girls on the show. Wow, Bob! Wow. I think about Bob different now. She, he said, she's the one that initiated and said he needed a little hanky panky in his life. Wow. Go find that clip because he says hanky panky is the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. Is that like hearing Lyndon Johnson say bunghole? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. 1994, Bob Marker, Bob Marker and Mitzi engaged in a little hanky panky with a Price is Right model, but denied oh sexually harassing her. Oh, so. Bob, there are no heroes. Never we were meet also heroes. young then that we weren't, we weren't, uh, we weren't privy to that stuff. Oh, man. Is there one good person on this planet other than Mr. Rogers? No kid. There, there is nobody better than Mr. Rogers. It's like Mr. Rogers and Jesus, and it's like A and it's like one and one A. Dude, I stand by this. If you go, if you die and you're in another place, and Mr. Rogers isn't there, you didn't make it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, let's get into it, guys. This is the number one game show ever made. It's number two on Mathis's list, though, but it's number one on Adams, and you can find it now on Netflix, Jeopardy. Jeopardy is the greatest game show of all time. No question. Yeah, if you're smart. If you you dig smart people. (laughs) Yeah, if you're smart. Right. The 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 working man likes, as as a Price is Right guy, you elitist people want want the Jeopardy game. Oh, well, God. you go ahead and you watch Hangman because you can barely, you know, mouth breathe your way to dinner. You're a and doctor of English, so you want to yell letters at the screen. Pixie! Nothing makes me happier than when I would play my family in Jeopardy when we're watching it and I can read much faster than all of them and watch yes. my brother have an ugly meltdown because I answered <laughs> it early. Oh, it's the best. My question is this, though. When you answer and yell at your TV, which we all do when we watch Jeopardy, do you answer in the form of a question? Or Always. I always answer the form of a question. I don't. I just say the answer. I'm like, what is the Magna Carta? And then, boom, got it. Um, but I do love the fact they let you play Jeopardy out now. There's no more, like, five-day and you're done. Like, they let you play till you lose. Cause, like, I like that, too. You yes. to, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, you, you should play till you lose. I agree. You should be able to make as much money as you want, Ken Jennings style. I speaking of, the fact speaking that of trivia, know, real quick, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. At some point, when society returns, the three of us need to go play trivia together somewhere. <laughs> and we'll be co- and our trivia name will be Perlo Podcast. Yes. Well, I love the fact of Ken Jennings though was that Alex Trebek so loathed him, like you could tell he hated him. Yes. Like, yeah. Walk over, like I guess we're doing this again. I guess. So tell me what I don't know about you. You suck. I was like, oh. My favorite Trebek moment is when they're doing the NCAA football questions. And they get them all wrong. And they oh, no yes. one gets them. And Trebek is just mocking these nerds to their faces. Also, there's a great Twitter account that just tells you a quick summary of the interviews. You know, like the horrible interviews they do with people. Yeah. And like Trebek has to walk up there to them and be like, "So, Margaret, I hear that you love making cat sweaters." And then this nerd, <laughs> like th- those. That's the best part because these just mutants. They just have to tell their weird hobby. And, and I'll tell you, it's SNL, the skit, sorry, the skit was great. But oh, my God. It's not too far from the truth. Let's be real. On Celebrity Jeopardy, there is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and then everyone else. Like, he destroys people. Yes, because he's the only person that's actually educated that's a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. 
UCLA, baby. When he answered Robin of Loxley instead of Robin Hood, and Trebek goes, now you're just showing off. Like, that. <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote a book about the Patton Panthers, which was a black tank unit in World War II, and, like, is trying to get a TV series made about them through HBO. Like, but, but nobody will do it because everybody hates Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, supposedly he has the personality of a wet towel. I, I've heard that, but I actually like him. I like him, too. I enjoy – I think he's funny when I've heard him talk, or he's good when I've heard him talk. But, like, nobody likes him that actually personally knows him that you speak to. Yeah. Well, to wrap up, the most notable omission is the match game. Um, and our number ones were Price is Right by Mathis and Jeopardy by Adam. The next episode we will record next week. And the topic of that show is, because it's the middle of the summer and blockbuster movie time and a non-pandemic year, top – fight scenes of all time all right i'm writing it down right now yeah we always get a text like two nights before we record adam's like what's the topic by the way there is only one answer to this it should be number one if you don't get it you really don't like movies if you put anything from top gun in here i'm gonna make fun of y'all forever (laughs) (laughs) so top fight scenes of all time will be our next episode war zone update um, well, interesting. Though, it's been quiet in Warzone. I'm going to say that first of all. The thing about Warzone was we branched out to playing like other games in Warzone and we got really into it again. And then suddenly the time limit has caught several people, um, yeah. which has allowed for me to still be in the lead at 32. But Gant, but uh, old Colonel is at 19 and uh, Shane is at 18. So we only keep score for the, for the uh, standard board. But I will say this, I did enjoy the South Carolina board because I found out there is both a North and South Winsboro. Yeah, I did. I, I did enjoy the South Carolina board, too. I think that was a lot of fun. I, I might have my students download this game, and that might be a whole unit. I got, I'll, I'll come be a guest lecturer for that one. <laughs> yes. I, I will say this. The South Carolina board was tons of fun. And also, it makes you realize if you don't take Charleston, you're going to lose. <laughs> That's, yeah. Also, right. you lived up to our name because nobody ever tries to win Oconee County. Ever. Never. No, no I don't even bother. Like, one game I had to, out of desperation, do Greenville, and I got smoked. Yeah, we stay away from the upstate. We literally just battled out in the low country. It's fun. The Battle of Bono. <laughs> it really is. It's the Battle of Bono every time. That is the centerpiece of every battle. Um, if you want to contact us and you want to send us an email, contact us at perlopodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, Mathis. At Perlo underscore podcast. Also your place to drop questions for Dr. Ty and the Colonel. So far we have two. So if you want to hear us a question and answer section on the next go around, you're going to need to start pumping those questions in. Yeah, um, we, yeah we need more questions for them because right now I've given both of them. Yeah, uh, yeah you have as a loyal supporter. God, that's sad. Why did you tell people that? Yeah. Also, at some point, where the uh, the Tremors live cast is coming, um, I have saved it because people wanted to get rid of it for some money. I wanted to watch Money Plane. You can watch it without watching it together. No, it has to be together. Money Plane is going to be my guest appearance on Doctor Time. Exactly. Yeah, but Tr- but Tremors, we will not let you miss Kevin Bacon in his like you know star vehicle. It's his top role. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Reba with Glock nines. Everybody wants to see Reba with Glock nines. Wow! All right, we appreciate everyone uh, tuning in again to the Burlo Podcast. It was episode twenty-five. We're a quarter century there, so um, 
Catch us next time. Contact us. Rate us five stars. Check out the other podcasts in the Pro Podcast Network. And uh, wear your mask, please. Yes, wear the mask, people. Wear the mask. Wash your hands. Stop being an asshole. Wow. <laughs>